Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle instead of Podbean, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. We do not have a paywall. And check out our great sponsors, including sponsor of this episode, A Aggressive Insurance, an insurance broker agency that's been servicing South Florida for over 15 years. They offer auto insurance, homeowners insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, and also retirement programs. They also give free notary services to all clients. And I can promise you, if you can't get car insurance somewhere else, Lynette will get it for you. Personal experience with this. Not me, but people that I've referred. So check it out. Insurancebylynette.com. That's two N's and two T's. Insurancebylynette.com. A aggressive insurance. And now, tonight's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got them all banned. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me, not Ethan, not Brady, not Alex. They were all in attendance for the Miami Heat's victory over the Golden State Warriors, but with me is... The coach Sean Rochester and Brian Fonseca. You can follow Brian at Brian Fonseca NY, and you can uh, follow Sean Rochester at. I always forget your at, man. Now I'm like scrambling to go on Twitter. S Rochester NBA. Um, so definitely give those uh dudes a follow. The floor plan is simple, y'all. We are going to do a little bit of celebrating and a little bit of analyzing. Uh, the Miami Heat's victory over the world champion Golden State Warriors. I feel like they needed this win right now more than ever. Uh, obviously, not only was it a situation where they had lost, what was it, two straight? They also uh, had lost three or four at home. Um, so they really needed this victory. And I was really impressed with the way that they uh, came back in this game multiple times. They took punches and came back because I started – I started to get the vibe um, that this could have been a game where they could have fallen flat and let it slip and the Warriors just keep piling on an avalanche. And then next thing you know, you lose by nine and, and, you know, instead they completely uh, leaned into the shooting, got really strong performances from their top guys, including Kyle Lowry. That's the homie tonight. I know people have been saying I need to let up on him. Well, if he wants to average 13, 9, and 5 on 50% shooting from the field, I, uh, I'll i be real quiet. Um, Sean, I'll start with you. Um, and if you've glanced over at cleaning in the glass, cleaning the glass, excuse me, uh, anything you got there is always welcome on this program. But uh, what are your major takeaways of this pretty damn big victory by the Miami Heat over the Warriors? Yeah, absolutely. Before we do any data, I mean, just a huge victory. They figured out a way to do it. Um, at times, it looked like the same old heat we saw in the first few games, but 
just finding a way, especially the energy of the Brent, the bench brought tonight, just the activity on defense, the, uh, the shooting from the outside. That's what really stands out looking at cleaning the glass. The numbers, you know, overall don't really stand out, but the frequency of threes, almost 50%, 46% of their shots came from behind the arc. And earlier in the year, that wasn't happening. They really leaned into the three tonight. Sometimes it almost seemed like they were taking too many, um, but you know, Max got hot. Um, Duncan obviously got hot. Kyle hits some. Jimmy hits. I mean, it was everybody was just knocking down threes, and and I think that's what you have to do against a team that's just so strong from the outside, like the Golden State Warriors. To your point, you just never know when that run's coming. It came in the third quarter, but we were able to you know fight back, throw our own punches, and uh, edge out a much 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 needed win. So, yeah, I mean, he took 42 threes and not to be outdone, the Warriors shot 49 because they just do that in their sleep. But, um, Brian, 38% from three from Miami, uh, 45.5% overall, um, and 20 of 20 from the free throw line. So these are like in a clutch game where they needed free throws. I feel like that's an underrated part of this. But let's hone in on the bench specifically. Like Max and Duncan come in. And and it was really all four of them in different ways. Even Dwayne Dedman. <laughs> Dwayne Dedman, Gabe, Vincent, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess was the bench unit tonight. And they all brought different sparks of energy at different times. And I'm interested in your perspective on, one, I guess, Caleb Martin getting a bit shelved in this game. And also, um, how do they bottle this up and, and keep this kind of thing going? Because I feel like this is kind of what we envision from the bench being like a high uh, depth situation where you would have contributors night overnight. It hasn't materialized yet, but maybe this is a springboard. Um, but do you think that uh, this is the, like has, has Spo found a rotation, I guess is what I'm asking. It's hard to say because Tyler Hero missed the second half of the game Big because point. of eye contusion. And I think with Caleb Martin, we could all acknowledge that he's the fifth starter of the five starters. So sometimes this is going to happen where if he doesn't quite have it, other guys are going to finish. And that's before you even get to Tyler Hero being out. So, you know, there's going to be Max Scherz nights. It's going to be Duncan Robinson nights. It's going to be Gabe Vincent nights. Tonight it was all three of them (laughs) in some regard, right? And Dwayne Dedman, as you mentioned, had had a couple of moments. Speaking of moments, there were two in particular in this game, uh, extended moments, if you will, that I felt like, okay, the vintage Miami Heat is here. One was the end of the first quarter run, which coincided with Kyle Lowry's exit, where Gabe Vincent came in and just sort of ran the offense, and other guys were able to feed off of that. And they went on a big run. I don't remember if it was 14-3, 17-3, something crazy like that to end the first quarter. I think it ended up 20-3. to but 20-3, to three. yeah, yeah. I think off. it was 20-3. to three. And then the second time was the fourth quarter, where one – And this is the key for me because when I look at the Miami Heat and the Heat that I've known throughout the course of my life and watching them and playing the Knicks up here in New York and even the Nets and things of that nature, the defensive principles have always been there. And Eric Spolstra has been a head coach of this team for half of my life. (laughs) So, like, they've always sort of been that way, right? And the defense was absolutely there in the fourth quarter, holding Golden State to about 15 points not letting them get comfortable, not letting them get certain shots off that they would, and not letting the Warriors go on one of those Warriors runs to take over the game, which they did in the third quarter, and it wasn't duplicated in the fourth quarter. And those principles really stood out to me. And a big part of that, to bring it back to your question, Greg, was the bench. Because 
guys were doing it on both ends of the floor. Gabe Vincent, we saw him do this in the playoffs where he would have some of these big two-way games or two-way periods sort of down the stretch or whatever the case would be. I felt like he came up big in both ends. Uh, the fourth quarter offense did get clunky a little bit where Gabe Vincent had the ball in his hands a couple of different times, but that was before Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler took the max player shot and getting, I believe it was Clay Thompson up out of his shoes, hitting the what ended up being the dagger, and then from there forced a turnover and ended up winning a game. So this felt like, for this season so far, the closest thing to a vintage Miami Heat victory to me, and it came on the heels of, as I tweeted, a day that Jimmy Butler said at 2-5, and five, he doesn't care, and he thinks the Miami Heat are still going to win the championship this year. And if you say that in the game or before you play the defending champions, go to State Warriors, you should probably win that game. And they won that game, so credit to them. You're making me feel hype. I Jimmy has more confidence than I did. Um, Ethan and I did a show the other night, and by the end of it, I was like, man, did I just really have that kind of conversation? Like it was very, it felt very existential and I didn't want to go to that place. Um, but we did, uh, and this is definitely a game where as Jimmy, like he basically said, I don't, I I don't give a bleep what y'all think we're going, we're, we're like for him to have that level of confidence. I know that there's certain just a defiant Jimmy Butler that lives uh, within his being where he's going to say that no matter what, but you're right, man. Like there is a part of it where uh, I don't think these guys are going to go away quietly. Uh, That's why like any fan that would think that this would be any um, point toward tanking at two and five, it's just literally incoherent thinking. Um, But would not what would not be incoherent thinking is playing daily fantasy on prize picks. It is daily fantasy made easy. You literally pick your favorite players, pick your favorite stats. You choose over or under on the stats uh, and then you watch your players win. The more players you stack together, the higher your payouts are. Tonight, I played Bam Adebayo at 18 and a half points. He had 19 points, so he went over. Um, unfortunately on that same card, I played Steph Curry over 27 and a half points. He finished with 23 points, so he didn't quite get there. So I did not, uh, hit my prize picks, but, um, on a lot of other days I do, but this is the key when you're getting started here, whether you're using the desktop app or you, or the desktop, or you're on the app, use the code five F I V E that'll double your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. Again, code five on prize picks, uh, the official daily fantasy sponsor of five on the floor in the five reason sports network. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for four 99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, all right, I'm gonna hit y'all with something that's kind of controversial, but this did cross my mind. Tyler Hero's out, and um, and they they go to Max and Duncan, and they find this different groove, and somehow they they get this victory against uh, Golden State. Do you guys think Tyler plays in the next game? I'm just just a quick yes or no. 
I mean, what eye injury, I mean, it depends on what it looks like. I would, I'd lean towards no, but I'm leaning that way too. I'd lean towards no for two reasons. One to Sean's point, it's an eye injury. And the other thing is also like, there's a back to back. So like, they're going to play right again. And the other thing though, Greg, and I kind of feel like this is what you're hinting at is I don't know. Maybe Spo wants to see what it looks like. You know, like <laughs> thank you, thank you. Flips. I didn't you have know, to serve that up. I appreciate the the pass I, back to me. I was thinking this. I was thinking this as they were playing. I'm like, Spo. I don't want to say is probably enjoying this, but like you guys have talked about it. We've talked about on different content on this channel. Like the Kyle Lowry Tyler Hero backcourt has been less than ideal so far. And it just so happened that they did have this performance that we've been talking about with Tyler Hero out. I don't think Tyler Hero is the problem or anything like that. Like, obviously, he's added a lot to this team. But how they've gelled so far, again, hasn't been ideal. And then you get the look next to Max Struess and Duncan Robinson and Gabe Vincent. And it was just different against yeah. the defending champions also, by the no, way. <laughs> I'm glad that you prefaced all that by saying Tyler's not the problem because this is all about when you're 2-5 and – and you've got six of your next seven at home. Like if you don't figure it out in this stretch right here, it's essentially it's you're you're leaning towards lost season. And I know that there's probably seasons where the Heat have made it past that stretch and still been able to compete. But come on, like they, it would be pretty dejected. And um, so to get this victory, and for Max Struess to get slid in this in the lineup in the second half, uh, it, it's just an interesting thing to take away. I think that Spolster would maybe like the opportunity to see a different lineup. Sean, am I am I creating shit that I should probably just be quiet about? <laughs> Do you think like um that there's anything to the idea of seeing a different backcourt partner? Um, I don't think it's gonna be Kyle in this circumstance, but if he had been poked in the eye, it could have been. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I, I it's not really about Tyler. It's more about the opportunity to see a different backcourt and um what that would mean for the rotation in general. Do you see anybody else getting extra minutes? Like, I, I guess I'm interested to pick your brain on what this could mean if Tyler were to miss a couple games. So I know you guys as fans probably have these weird superstitions like me where you have to eat the right meal. You have to like sit in the right seat type of thing and you correlate it to success or failure. I feel like that's sort of what, and I'm assuming what the timeline is going to do today with Tyler hero in the second half. The reason why we won is not because Tyler wasn't out there. The ball didn't move better and the players didn't move better just because Tyler wasn't out there. We just played really well with the units that were out there. So let's not, associated with Tyler necessarily. Let's praise the guys that were out there, the seven guys that played that made it look good in the second half that got the job done in a win. But I will say, however, when he wasn't out there, the ball was moving. It was pinging around side to side. People were cutting. We were in our actions quickly. He needs to find a way to meld into that too. And he can do it. He's too talented of an offensive player not to be able to figure it out. So whenever it is that he comes back, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's on Friday, I think is the next game, whether it's next week, he needs to find a way to create his offense within our offense, if that makes sense. It's not an individual game. It's a team game. Spo hinted to that last time, and I don't think he was saying that to like poke holes in Tyler Hero or say that he's garbage or anything like that. It was just his offensive numbers are not ne necessarily directly correlated to winning, and what we're about is winning, not about 
fantasy stats or prize pick numbers and things like that. Spo <laughs> wants to win. Shout out to prize picks. But Spo ain't about that, man. This is very true. He probably <laughs> hates those reads if he ever listens. Spo, I'm sorry. Um, I I just find it fascinating that like, um, like. I would love to see Gabe and Tyler start. Like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be Tyler necessarily that's out, but I just think that this does award him the opportunity to see something different. And what will be interesting is if they do, like let's say that they pounce on Sacramento and win that game by 19 and then they go to Indy and they get a road victory. Um, It'll just be interesting to see how they navigate that. Maybe I'm making more of it, but I just know that, Spo is trying to tinker with this group and find what works. And for this to work all of a sudden, it'll just be interesting to see how he juggles. Um, Cause I don't know that Max and Duncan in, in bench lineups is necessarily always going to be working. I mean, probably Sean is going to tell me I'm crazy and that will always work particularly on the defensive end, but I'm still, I don't know. I mean, they really have to shoot like they did tonight to offset some of the stuff that gets concerning, um, so I, anyway, just let's keep an eye out for the starting lineup and what Spo may, uh, get to do there. Um, so the other part of this that I think we should, uh, go to the top of the roster and let's talk about the game bam out of bio hat, because it was really well-rounded 19 points, seven rebounds, six assists, only two turnovers. And that's been something that people have kind of talked about has plagued him. He had three steals. He had one block that should count as like five because it's going on the defensive player of the year highlight reel where he just literally caught dude shot on the backboard, Jordan Poole. Um, I love the game from Bam overall. I love that they gave him the ball and he brought it up and initiated. Um, Sean, is there like from Bam out of bio so far, I know when you look at his averages, they're down to what we normally would expect, but early takeaways on BAM from this season. I haven't had the chance to ask you that question. I'm interested just overall. I mean, tonight is great. We could dissect tonight what's different about tonight, but just what are your thoughts on BAM on this season? Yeah, very active tonight. I honestly didn't realize he stuffed the box score like that. I was I was expecting a little bit lower numbers because it seemed at times he wasn't as active, but overall great. Uh, I think Ethan made a great point earlier in the week about his turnover numbers. You want him to be aggressive, and that's going to come along with being aggressive. Um, hopefully it starts to tail off and gets lower. Two or three, I think, is is certainly okay for him. When you're getting up to four, five, six plus, you know, that's that's too much. But he's looking for his jump shot. He's rebounding. He's defending the rim. He's still switching out. I know that causes some angst with some people, but uh, the defense isn't great still, even tonight. But I think he's been overall pretty darn good. So he's got a lot on his responsibility, a lot on his plate. And uh, I think he's doing a great job managing it. Yeah, I mean, y'all know I'm just a, I'm always going to be a Bam Homer. So I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from him tonight specifically. I feel like they should try to get to that more. Even the ISO stuff, I'll take some of those damn turnovers. Um, I I I, gen, I generally uh like the idea of Bam being aggressive and uh and he was so tonight. Um, so shout out to Bam definitely. Um, but. For a new segment and a new sponsor for the Five Reasons Sports Network, uh, we want to shout out our ODM performance solution of the night. And that's the energy of the bench because when they came in, it immediately shifted everything in the game in the first quarter and beyond every time they needed uh, 
a quick hitting um, burst of energy. They got it from the bench. So look no further for the performance solution of the night. Uh, ODM PSI um, is all about team building and team, team building is hard. I mean, ask the city of New York with the Knicks or Brooklyn with the Nets. ODM performance solutions can help build you a winning team, keep it together. If you're looking to fill an important role at your company, ODM Performance Solutions can help you find C-suite level leadership, sales rainmakers, plus management and operational support staff. To find out more, check out odmpsi.com or give them a call at 954-434-0634. Again, that's ODM Performance Solutions, odmpsi.com, 954-434-0634. 0634. Jimmy, Brian, you talked about um him saying that they're gonna win the championship, which sounds like some bravado stuff. Like that's very much what like a rapper would like spit. I'm the greatest rapper in the world. <laughs> uh that's what they all say, right? But uh it was it was timed well. Um he showed up tonight. He's shooting threes at quite a clip now. I think he's like around 43% or so. Keep me honest if if y'all have the stats nearby. Um, one, is the three-point shooting sustainable from Jimmy Butler? Is this new set shot something that you think uh, we're going to continue to see? And also, um, I felt like Jimmy was coasting in this game and then all of a sudden kind of turned it on. Did you get that same vibe? I'm interested in just your thoughts on Jimmy Butler's night um, because I felt like it was a little uneven, or or is that just my perception? I feel like the coasting thing has been a thing in general with Jimmy in the regular season, Um, and we've seen what he does in the playoffs. (laughs) So it's kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. I mean, like, I I don't even want to call it coasting as much as, like, trying to get others involved or setting up others. And then I felt like at the snap of a finger, you look up and he's six for 17 from the field. Uh, And and just watching it, it felt like a lot of that came in the second half and they were going to him down the stretch and he was delivering. And I think the thing with Jimmy is that, yeah, he is shooting, you know, uh, well, he was 43% heading into this game, a little bit lower now because he was two for seven. But that's become a real part of his repertoire. Right. Like this is not something that he just established, not even in time for the playoffs last year, but it really began with the second half of last year. And then he started like the uptick was there in attempts. He started making them more, whatever the case may be. He was a shooter, not a shooter like Clay or Steph Curry, but he was shooting, you know, three threes a game, whatever the case may be, before he got to Miami. Like he was doing this in Philadelphia at some point with the Bulls, especially. You know what I mean? Somewhere along the line, he just went away from it. So for it to be back and, you know, a pretty reliable threat, like, I think that's important. And another thing to note is that he, Bam Adebayo and Kyle Lowry combined for 23 assists and turned the ball over collectively just seven times. So that's a better than three to one assist turnover ratio for your top three, you know, guys, you know, with respect to Tyler Hero, who wasn't in the game because Tyler Hero was in the game then. Okay. But from those three guys in particular, and then, You also shouted out the bench. I wanted to note this because we talked about this earlier, but this was a night that I felt like plus minus you can see and you can feel it. And Kyle Lowry in particular was not great in the first, but then turned it around with uh, a dependable second half and was in the right spots and ended up accumulating nine assists. Like he ended up low key, like filling up the stat sheet in a way that 
you didn't see possible after the first half and really turn it around. So credit to him. Gabe Vincent was a plus 29 in a game that the Heat won by seven points. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and plus minus, very imperfect. In fact, I think most of these analytics and advanced analytics are hella imperfect. And people who are just using that to tell the entire story of the game, like that's not how you do it. It's meant to complement what you're watching, what Agreed. you're watching, right? But with Gabe Vincent plus 29, you felt that shit because a lot of that was that first quarter run that we talked about. And then later on, uh, what happened in the fourth quarter where they held Golden State to 15 points. So uh, I, I think Jimmy driving this engine was important too because of that statement, Greg, and him hitting the shot at the end to sort of put Golden State away was sort of symbolic. And now they have to continue to carry this on, especially on this stretch where they have a lot of home games coming up. They have to you know, get back on track. They're three and five. Golden State is also three and five. But you want to, you know, get above 500 and get back to playing actual Miami Heat basketball for a sustained period. And Coach Spo, um, when they talked about, uh, I, I guess this was on the coach's challenge on Jimmy's foul on Steph, which was a big call, like because uh, he really did hit his hand after the ball had left his hand. Uh, at least that's how I see it as a heat homer. Um, he said, I trusted Jimmy. You have to earn a level of trust in guys. Jimmy doesn't usually look towards the bench and give me the signal. Um, I think that that's an interesting thing that, uh, that he, he listened to him in that instance because it saved him three points. Um, Duncan Robinson though, like this is how we're going to close. And you know that I strategically am setting up my guy, Sean Rochester, to go through this now because Duncan Robinson was not just a shooter today. He was a playmaker. He was a player that they actually were like putting the ball in his hands and he was making decisions while going downhill and finding guys like at angles and stuff. And so because I know you would have more passion about this than I could ever have. Wax poetic about Duncan Robinson's performance tonight to take us out. Hey, listen, we got to shout out Bill Kennedy, though, for that review. I mean, who can explain that in a more angelic voice, calming, <laughs> soothing to the crowd? I mean, Bill Kennedy, great job. But look, Duncan was great tonight. He he shot the ball well. He was aggressive. He didn't try to do too much. He got downhill, like Greg said, got to the basket, took a charge on defense. Uh, you know, you just want to see him play well in his minutes, Those that spoism of uh, be a star in your role. Just do that. You don't, he's not going to do this every single night. He's not going to, you know, you're not going to get 41 points out of him and Struce every single night, but just be strong in those minutes. And that's just going to help our bench stay afloat. Um, you know, taking a charge, getting to the basket for a layup and then kicking it out, passing up an open layup. That's heat culture. That's what we're used to. And Duncan's buying into it finally. So it's, uh, it's good to see him playing well and uh, not just, I'm sure some people are like for the fact of trading him. No, Play well because it's going to help us win games. That's what we want to really see first. It's so true. People don't want to hear this. Duncan Robinson is most valuable to the Heat as a knockdown three-point shooter like he was that earned him the contract that he got. Like That is he, how he is most valuable, frankly, because he unlocks so much of what they do, and you saw that tonight. Um so, yes, it was a great performance. We definitely were keeping it lighthearted on this episode because it is a, a victory worth being excited about. Um, they play Sacramento tomorrow, so you will definitely see uh, 
us, but I think we're going to do five on the flat, five on the floor live tomorrow. So, so tune into the YouTube channel to catch us there. They will be playing the Sacramento Kings. If they lose that game, it'll be a disaster. And when a disaster strikes in your home or business, you want to reach out to the guys with 60 years of combined experience. Michael Robert and their team are prepared to handle any size leak detection or disaster 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After a leak has been detected, they'll locate it, repair it. Water cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged area. They specialize in all of this, fully licensed, insured, certified, one-stop shop. So for all of your needs, business owner or homeowner, they will have you covered. Uh, service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach County. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Again, that's 954-579-0356. Water cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. And the Heat had the guts tonight. Good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.